You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? This is the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey, here with my co-host, Cole Patterson, tonight. Dalton Miller could not join us because he's an adult and he's in school and has schoolwork to do, but uh, me and Cole are losers, so we got uh, plenty of time. Um, Cole, what's up, man? How are you? Um, honestly, not very well. Um, pretty rough sports weekend for me. Um, obviously, Mississippi State scoring two points on Saturday. Um, with Mike Leach as the head coach was pretty shocking. And then um, Sunday, um, obviously the Dak Prescott news kind of kind of sucked, and then the Heat topped it off with a finals loss. So not really great. Um, pretty bummed about the Dak news, but hey, um, you know, uh, how are you doing? I'm hanging in there. I got a a three year old right beside me right now, so we're trying <laughs> to make it. We're trying to make that work, but uh. Yeah, we're hanging in there. Other than yeah. everything you just mentioned, we're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. We got a lot of bad things to talk about, though, and some good things. But we'll uh, we'll get those started too. Um, obviously, they they did pull out the victory, and and as you can see, my buddy Julian here is very happy about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> glad, but, he's, uh, glad he's happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 always going to be happy. But um, <laughs> so I mean, obviously they were able to pull out the uh, <laughs> they were able to pull out the victory, um, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a tough fought victory against a bad Giants team, so that's not necessarily good. But uh, what were some of the positives you kind of took out of that game? You know, I know there's not a lot of positives, and we probably forgot about a lot of that game after the Prescott <laughs> yeah. injury. But uh. There's still some positives to take out of that game. So what were some of the things that you kind of take away and uh, you liked? Yeah, um, as we mentioned, kind of forgot about what happened after Prescott went down. That injury just kind of caught me off guard. You know, I went from cheering um, because it looked like he was going to get the first down. Um, You know, good run, looked like another touchdown drive, so on and so forth. And I realized, oh, wow, his foot doesn't look normal. Um. Didn't you so, think his shoes just came off at the? Yeah, like, I thought because he never I gets hurt. That's what it was like. Yeah, I he didn't I, like there wasn't like agonizing pain, so I was like, oh, his cleat just came off. But it looks like he was trying to put his shoe back on, or you know, like get back up and everything like that. So I kind of, you know, I've been it's pretty obvious. I've been a big Dak fan for years now, so kind of seeing that kind of hit me hard, like especially like you know, it's just an injury, but like seeing him like you know tear up and all that kind of stuff, seeing the reaction that all the players kind of gave him. I'm seeing J- Jason Garrett come out in the field. You know, it was kind of emotional and all that kind of stuff. So I don't really remember, I'm going to be honest, I don't remember a ton about what happened after that. But um, some key takeaways I did like that I do remember 
Um, you know, the defense played pretty well. Uh, if you, I mean, they gave us some points against a really, really bad defense. So you can't really get too excited. But seeing them take the ball away and they not only take the ball away, but score a touchdown was something we haven't seen in, in a while. You know, it was kind of shocking to see them not only take the ball away, but only, but actually capitalize on that. Um, some other takeaways were Andy Dalton looked, he looked all right. And, uh, some, when he came back in, he, uh, Obviously, the Cowboys down to a game-winning drive. He looked pretty confident, 9 for 11, over 100 yards passing. Some big throws down to Michael Gallup. So, those are some good takeaways. Um, Tristan Hill going down with an injury obviously hurts. But, yeah, as you mentioned, it was, they got the win at the end of the day. I feel like that. I didn't wake up Monday morning. Yeah, the Cowboys are in first place in the division or anything like that. But, I mean, it was good seeing a takeaway. It was good seeing this defense get in the end zone. It was good. Um Getting the win, any Dalton leading game lane drive, being able to see that they can overcome a little bit of adversity. You know, I mean, there's a lot of adversity. Seeing Michael Gallup's reaction to Dak's injury really hit me. He had his hands over his head, all that kind of stuff. Seeing that they, uh, you know, were able to overcome something like that so emotional was pretty encouraging, even if it did come against a really mediocre, if not really terrible, New York Giants team. Yeah, I think what you kind of talked about coming over that ad- adversity is huge because this is a team that kind of struggled to do that in the past. Yeah, you know, yeah. whether it's been injury, whether it's been suspensions, whether it's been just coming against good opponents, like sometimes they've kind of struggled to come out on the good end of the stick of those adversity moments. So it was good to see that. Um, really, I know you mentioned the defense kind of being better, but what did you see from the defense that kind of showed some signs of improving? Um, you know, they, they got to the, they got to Daniel Jones a little bit more. They got the turnover. They actually scored a touchdown off the turnover, something they haven't done a whole lot in the last few years. But other than just those few things, did you see anything else from a coverage standpoint or scheme standpoint that you liked? Yeah. So I'm going to be honest. I haven't been able to go back to the all 22 and kind of break that all down. Um, again, so getting over the DAC injury, you know, um, kind of, sucks on that front but i mean it looks like they were more aggressive they were flying around the field um jalen smith i think had his best game of the year which i mean if we're being honest is it really a big standard considering how well he's played but um it's just good because we all knew the giants def our offense is very bad uh, obviously it's not saquon barkley they do have a bending ground they do have very slate news able to hurt some defenses but they don't really have too many options um throwing the ball but i was still kind of worried could this defense take advantage of that could they be able to uh get get off the field could they be able to create turnovers get in the end zone that kind of stuff um so even though they did give up some points they did um give up some big plays here and there um they're still able to, like you said they're they able to get over get after daniel jones they're able to make some plays um so it wasn't all bad i don't know if there's one thing that stood out to me um it's kind of hard to take away anything from playing the Giants offense and I feel like everybody has played pretty well but if you are looking for a takeaway I think it is that they were able to make some plays against the against a team that they should have made plays against which we haven't always seen this unit do yeah I think the thing I took away that's not necessarily a positive but it's something I still took away is like they're screwed at defense tackle um Tristan Hill's out for the year it looks like with an ACL Mm. Don Terry Poe got pushed around again. Uh, Neville Gallimore, a young player, so you can't expect that so much, but he's getting pushed around. Tyron Crawford, you know, really, the, the they had a big yeah. play late in the game that Tyron Crawford should have had a sack. He just couldn't finish it. Um, so it's just, you know, you're kind of getting to, to that point in that defensive tackle group where, like, you don't have even bodies at this point, which is concerning because you don't have talent either. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Tristan Hill was 
he was improved as a player, but he still wasn't a good player. Good you know, player, and people yeah. might get mad that I say that, but like he was the worst rated interior defensive lineman by pro football focus, which PFF isn't the end all be all, mm-hmm. but they still watch film and great players. And like, I would go back, watch his film and I'd be like, Oh, like he, he's what he was at UCF, just still not as consistent because he splashes, he flashes, he makes some explosive plays, but he gets moved in and out of gaps a lot. He gives mm-hmm. up a lot of plays in the running, uh, you know, he has penalties. He, he's he's always like that tick second late because he just doesn't have yeah. the, the, the technique that you look for to really win right away. He's kind of a high effort, high energy guy. So if the coverage is good, he's a player that can get sacks, but he's not going to win off the snap right away. He's not going to, you know, wow, these interior offensive linemen with pass rush moves. Um, and he was probably, I mean, technically he, he was their best defensive tackle in my opinion, through the first five weeks of the season, and now he's out mm-hmm. for the year. You know, you don't Not have the Damon, the Damon Harrison's on the street right now. Like, there's some there's some older veterans. Marcel Darius is probably the most name-worthy guy out there, but there's just not a lot of depth out there. And right now, you need bodies and you need talent, and it's just not a whole lot of options out there for you. Um, and they, you know, they lost Rondell Carter out of JMU, who they were putting at defensive tackle to the Colts last week, which that one probably hurts a little bit. Um, and their practice squad guys uh, are uh, one's a rookie and one's a veteran, and neither one of those guys are ready to really contribute at the at the next level, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be interesting yeah. to see how they handle that because their best player, you know, you lost your your overall best player, but you also lost another starter and another starter at a position where he was the best player on the field for you. So that's uh yeah. that's going to be a one to kind of take a Remember take us a look at. being all excited about the defensive tackle position before Jeez. the year, just with, you know, Gerald McCoy was supposed to be that. I mean, right. he's, he's not playing, obviously, but I mean, we were all excited. He was supposed to be, add this interior presence that we haven't had in a while. I know you were down on Terry Poe just overall compared to at least to Dallas media. I know there's some Dallas media that was pretty excited about him. Even I kind of bought in some of the hype just because I'm, I was desperate for some good defensive right. tackle play. I know a lot of us were, we talked about, the importance of Tylen Crawford coming into the coming into the year, we know how big of a presence he is in the locker room. Um, so, kind of see the interior of the defense is struggle. It's been very discouraging. Like I said, you don't have McCoy, so I get that's kind of expected. But Dante Poe, I mean, he doesn't make any play. It's kind of hard to see him. You gotta forget he's, that he's on the field. He doesn't make he's any. Terrible. Kind of I mean, I mean, yeah. I hate to say it, like. Like I hate to say that because playing in the NFL is extremely hard, but he has looked yeah. awful. Like he's he's, like, yeah. he's a three hundred and fifty pound man that's get moved like mm-hmm. multiple gaps over in the running game. Like he gives you nothing as a pass rusher. So it's like mm-hmm. and again, I think, like I thought he could at least be a body, a big yeah. body in the middle of that like that's all my that my my highest expectations for Dante <laughs> Bo were that he could be a middle of the field eater on the defensive mm. line. He hasn't been able to do that because he just gets that. shoved out of the way every play. And it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, again, if you're that big, you know, you've he used to be super athletic and he used to be able to give you some juice as a pass rusher. He doesn't have that anymore because of his age. It just overall lack of athleticism has kind of failed mm. him here recently. But like, you can at least be that, you know, trash can full of dirt that we always talked about. Like the Nick Hayden that sits in there and just eats up blocks and, and keeps those linebackers free. But like mm-hmm. a lot of the big Devontae Freeman runs were ran right at him and Will Hernandez and the other interior life linemen for that Giants uh, offensive line that's not that good just moved him out of the way. And it yeah. was just a 
it was a rough it's it's been a rough season but it was a rough game for him again and I mean again like Antoine Woods is what he is you know I think he's kind of what you expect Don Terry Poe to be um I think he does a better job at just eating up those blocks kind of staying in contained and and maybe making the the second level defender's job a little bit easier but he's not he's also not going to wow you he's not going to you know lead your team in tackles for loss mm-hmm. so you're just you're extremely thin at that position. Um, yeah. And another no, another sure. pro, another position you're extremely thin in is at quarterback. And we're gonna take a break, come back, and talk about the future of the the Cowboys uh, coming up here with a new quarterback at the helm. If if we're ready to buy in or if we're ready to sell, and we're gonna just talk about kind of what we're gonna look at moving forward with Andy Dalton as the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. We're talking the star. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back on the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey, here with my co-host tonight, Cole Patterson. Give us both a follow on Twitter, at ConnorNFLDraft and at Cole L. Patterson. I want to give Blogging the Boys, SB Nation, and Vox Media a big shout-out. As always, make sure you give the Blogging the Boys Twitter account a follow uh, as well, at Blogging the Boys. Appreciate all three of those guys for uh, giving us a platform to host the podcast every week. We enjoy doing it, and uh, they allow us to do so. So that's uh, that's something we always like to do. Make sure you have subscribed to the Blogging the Boys podcast feed on uh, whatever podcast platform you listen to. Just search Blogging the Boys and hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the entire channel uh, multiple shows from multiple people, multiple opinions. It's a, it's a great bang for your buck for sure. So go ahead and do that. Uh, we appreciate all the support, and uh, we hope you guys continue to listen and, and subscribe and rate and review and comment. We, we appreciate all that. Um, let's go ahead. We're going to dive into the future of the Cowboys quarterback position with Andy Dalton taking over. Um, man, it's, you know, when we signed Andy Dalton, I think in the offseason, the first thing I said is like, He's for those one or two games where you might need him, you know, like last season in Philadelphia where you had a mm-hmm. shoulder sprain and a finger broken and you just you you had no other option but to put the, the best player on your team out on the field. Yeah. And, and obviously he didn't play like the best player in that week. And that's why you brought in Andy Dalton. So if it was so bad to where, you know, it was going to hurt the team by putting that quarterback out there, you could play Andy Dalton for a week and feel good about it. But I don't think anyone thought that we'd be you know, five weeks into the season and, and the quarterback would be on injured reserve, which looks yeah. like this is what's going to happen. Um, which again, you know, I, I, anybody who is telling you that the Cowboys offense just got better because of this <laughs> is a straight Bigger up McFarland. idiot. It's a straight up idiot. Like, yeah, I mean, I hate, like, I don't care. Sorry if that <laughs> makes me sound like an asshole. They're in, they're no, in it. Right. I mean, again, like people got mad at me on social media on you know, because like when the injury happened, I obviously was super frustrated and I still I'm not going to get into the contract situation, but the team. The team, for whatever reason, thinks they're doing this the right way and they aren't. I don't get it. And again, like 
you can say this is going to hurt Prescott now. You can say whatever you want to say. The fact of the matter is, is the Cowboys are going to sign Prescott to a market-setting contract, or he's going to go make market-setting money for another team. So the Cowboys are going to lose in this situation no matter what happens. And they're going to cost themselves millions of dollars no matter what happens. So they can't win. So unless they lose every single game, they somehow trade franchise Prescott, trade Prescott for multiple first-round picks, and end up with Trevor Lawrence, which isn't going to happen. But if somehow that happens, maybe you can say they did the right thing. But it's not going to happen. So they screwed up. Even if that does happen, it's not like they planned it out that way either. Right, so you can't right. really get that much and, credit. And there's still, like, Trevor Lawrence could end up being terrible. We just yeah. saw Joe Burrow, who everybody thought was one of the better pro prospects coming in the league, who just had the best college football season ever, look as lost as you could possibly look against mm. the Ravens this week. So it's like, just mm. because these guys come out is like big-time prospects. And don't get me wrong, they're big-time prospects doesn't mean it's going to pan out. So sure. you have a quarterback that is in all accounts, almost on that elite level of play, whether you think he's a top five, top 10 quarterback, you pay those guys because if you're a top five to 10 quarterback, you're closer to one than you are 32. And that's the way you do it in the NFL. If you're in that top 10 range, you should get paid. You should, you know, you should be respected by your team. And unfortunately, I just don't, I don't know why I still can't understand why, but this team still, under, yeah, I don't know. But um, we're going to talk about Andy Dalton now because he's going to be taking over. And, I mean, again, you know, as I was saying, I'm frustrated with the way the team handled the contract. I, I'm, you know, obviously frustrated with the injury. But uh, I'm under the impression that I think Andy Dalton is a solid quarterback in the NFL. And I think solid is his ceiling and really, really bad is his floor. <laughs> So you're either going to get, at best, a solid quarterback, but on most weeks you're probably going to get an average to slightly below average quarterback, and at worst you're probably going to get bottom of the league. So I want to talk about some of the things this team can do moving forward from a scheme perspective Mm -hmm. um, on offense to maybe make Andy Dalton's life a little bit easier, maybe help him. Um, in some of these situations to get, you know, the football out quick, to not deal with pressure, all those things. I want to talk about a few of them, but uh, do you have anything that you kind of saw? Um, obviously, he led the the field goal drive there at the end of the game to, yeah. to win the game. Um, I think that was kind of my overall impression of his game is it wasn't good by any means, but when it needed to be, he kind of came through when it needed to. So is there any other thing, anything else you want to kind of say about his performance against the Giants? Yeah, like – I've already kind of mentioned I'm not going to act like I really sat down and watched right. anything that happened after Dak went down. Um, I did see the last drive, but I didn't really pay much attention to what Andy Dalton was doing. Um, I had the, had the game on. Um, may have it's, had a little. May, especially when they like they score the touchdown like right after Prescott gets hurt, which was three plays of. You know, a, a sack, a completed pass, and then a run. They were in the end zone. So, like, that was cool and all. But then the next series was a three and out. The next series, he fumbled a perfect snap. And I was just, I was mentally gone after that. Yeah, I was like, I mean, here we go. Had a little bit of alcohol. Um, couldn't re- couldn't tell you what all happened that second half. Couldn't break down every drive. Um, so, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm an Andy Dalton expert off of last game. But um, the second drive, I mean, the game, excuse me, the game winning drive. Um, it shows a little bit of encouragement just 
fact that he's able to, you know, do, I mean, I know it's the Giants. The Giants' defense is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, all things considered, they're better off in the league and pass defense, scoring defense. I wish, I wish we had the Giants' defense. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's not like he did this against the uh, the Falcons' defense or the Cowboys' defense. Um, he was able to move down the ball down the field, and he was able to throw some. I will say Michael got made a hell of a catch to put him in field goal range, but he still had to make the throw and make uh, Gallup able to go before that catch. So that has to show at least some confidence. Um, I think Bob Sturm kind of tweeted out a thread of his last drive. Um, I don't think he's a superstar quarterback that's going to win you any games per se, but that has to show you some confidence that they're able to, that he's able, he's a guy that you had no confidence in Cooper Rush. You don't really have, I know you and Don really like Ben Nucci, but you don't know what you're going to get from him if he had to come in and start. So at least Andy Dorn has that experience. He knows what it takes to win in the NFL. He's been to the playoffs. He's experienced. I do think to make his life easier, you probably will have to play a little bit more 12 personnel than usual. The offensive line is all beat up with uh, obviously Tyron Smith and Leo Collins out for the season. Uh, with Terrence Steele starting at right tackle. It's a, it's a really bad offensive line. And Andy Dalton was able to make some plays out of the pocket, especially not last drive, able to you know make some plays on the run. But he's not Dak Prescott. He's not a guy that's going to be able to create on his own very much, if at all, um, at least consistently. So you're, you're definitely going to have to play a little bit more 12 personnel with two tight ends. Um, ask Zeke to protect in that regard, um, which kind of takes away your explosive ability. Um, obviously, you want to, before Blake Jarwin got hurt, um, you want him going down the field. Don Schultz is being able to make some plays down the field. You might ask them to block a little bit more with Blake Bell. Um, so that takes away some of the explosive ability. But, I mean, this, this offense still has talent. Um, you have C.D. Lamb, who's top five in the NFL in receiving, um, going into tonight's game. Um, I don't think anybody will break that. and I'm not sure how much Stephon Diggs has off the top man. But anyway, he's top five in receiving yards. You have Shelvin Mark Cooper, you still have Michael Gallup, you still have Ezekiel Elliott. I would like to see us use Tony Pollard more. Um, I've kind of been on that bandwagon for a while now. I'm um, not the biggest fan of his him as a returner, but I do think he's able to make some plays as a running back and as a wide receiver. So if we incorporate him, maybe either as a check down option, um, maybe implement some more plays for him for any Dalton to get the ball to. I think that could help as well. Um, I don't think this is an offense that can score 30 consistently moving forward. Obviously, I think there is a big downgrade, despite what social media might say or Booger McFarlane, McFarlane may try to argue. This offense isn't better with Andy Dalton as quarterback. You kind of mentioned that earlier. Um, yes, they might run the ball more. They might get Ezekiel more involved. And I do get the argument maybe that doesn't expose the defense as much, but that still isn't really an argument to say the offense is better. Um, but and, just kind of wrap things up. Yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead and wrap things up. because I was. Boy, yeah, I didn't want to take too much time. I do think um, – so I, think, so I, think, I do think Andy Dalton is a – quality quarterback that's able to it's going to be able to win some games um, i'm not really confident about this week um i think i don't think we're gonna be able to keep pace with the cardinals offense i think kyler murray's gonna be able to do some things against defense that shouldn't be shown on tv um, but i think he wants a solid quarterback overall and i do think the division is so bad that the cowboys are going to be in, the, in position to make the playoffs yeah i, I think the best thing I can say for Andy Dalton is not running the football more is not what this offense needs, but running the football more efficiently is what exactly. this offense needs. Like yep. running the ball 10 more times a game than they have been doesn't matter if you're doing it for two yards per carry. It just makes your quarterback life harder. That's why I don't get Bucky Brooks's argument. I saw he wrote an argument or start 
wrote an article on. He also argued like Jeff Kavanaugh on Twitter. I just don't get that argument at all. Look at, like, I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, a lot of these guys just still don't get it. Like, I agree. Like, there are still people using, like, oh, he ran for 25 carries and they're 10 and 0 <laughs> when they do it. But they don't understand that, like, the reason he has 25 carries they're is because they the were winning. That's <laughs> the, like, you will rarely see running backs get more than 25 carries and then lose a football game. Like mm-hmm. it, you'll, And if you do, it's bad teams who just continue to run the football, you, you know, and it doesn't work and they don't have good quarterback play. So they're like, well, we're just going to give our running back the football because yeah. it's not going to get any better with our quarterback throwing the football. But it's, exactly. I mean, again, like it's just, it's, it's a, it's a new versus old thing. And I just think a lot of these older guys who've worked in the league, you know, I mean, again, like five years ago, nobody was really talking about analytics. Nobody was really talking about, oh, throwing the balls the way. Like, I got, I kind of talked with somebody the other week where, like, when the Cowboys drafted Ezekiel Elliott, like, there wasn't even people who really, there were people who, like, questioned the pick, but, like, it wasn't, like, if you drafted Ezekiel Elliott in the 2021 draft at number four overall, you'd get killed. You'd be torched. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's changed recently. Four within those 2017. Right. Yeah. Four to six years. You know, it's been four, four or five years where, like, mm-hmm. that change in analytics importance has changed. So it's like, sure. if you, if you haven't, if you haven't indulged in them and you haven't been interested in them and you haven't learned about them, then you're still going to think that same way that you did in 2016, where it's like, oh, he's, you know, a great player. You know, he, you can give him the ball. He can t- keep the defense off the field. He can make the job easier for the quarterback. But the the fact of the matter is, is if you don't have a good offensive line, none of that matters. For and sure. like that's where, like running the football matters. Like running the football efficiently definitely matters. Nobody, I think, can argue that it's mm. if the offensive line isn't good, the player that account, the player that relies on the offensive line to create for them. If that's not there, then it doesn't matter if Barry Sanders or, you know, Tony Pollard is back there. Like, you're not going to break 40 tackles on every play. And, you know, that's kind of where the argument comes in for me, where, like, if you want to make things easier on Andy Dalton, running the football more isn't going to make things easier. Running the football more efficiently will. So if you can run, I mean, again, I expect to see more first down runs now because they're not going to have the trust to move the football through the air, I don't think, which I'm okay with if they're getting four to six yards per carry. If they're getting two yards per carry, then I'd rather Andy Dalton because you're, you're not going to win getting two yards on first down. You're not. It's just, yeah. it's just, especially with mediocre quarterback play, and that's what we're kind of expecting to see. Um, and I, I think the easiest thing for Andy Dalton is to avoid third downs because in his career, um, his passer rating when pressured is 52.9. When he doesn't take pressure, it's 95.1. So there's a 43% jump in his passer rating when he sees pressure and when he doesn't see pressure. So staying out of second and third and longs is going to make defenses still respect the run and not be able to just pin their ears back and go get the quarterback because he doesn't have the mobility that Prescott has. He doesn't have exactly. the the smarts that Prescott has to get the ball out quick when pressure is there. Because one thing that Prescott has improved on immensely over the last two years is his ability to get the football out and not take sacks. Um, and that's something that he's been very good at over his, his last two or three years and getting that football out. And, Andy Dalton just doesn't have that mobility to do that. So if you put him in a ton of third and eights, third and sevens, third and sixes, it's going to give defenses an advantage over you because they'll be able to pin their ears back, go get the quarterback, and he's obviously 
not as good when that happens. Um, which again, this podcast is being recorded on Tuesday, being released on a Wednesday. While we're talking about running game, the Jets did just release Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, where, where do you think he ends up? Man, that's that's tough because I mean he just looks washed. Like, yeah. I'll get I'll give it to Zeke. Like, I don't think Zeke's anywhere close to being washed. Do I think it was smart to pay Zeke? Not really. Not really. I think yeah. that again, like. I think running the football is important, but paying running backs a big chunk of your cap when a lot of their production is relied on the five guys in front of them mm-hmm. is what's more important. But Le'Veon Bell just doesn't look like a football player anymore. I mean, he just yeah. like he looks washed. So like I mean, I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll end up. I mean, if there was one team he would end up with, it would probably be the Jets or the Texans. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I mean, those are two <laughs> organizations. Well, I don't even know about the Texans anymore because they just yeah. fired their. They could. I mean, I think they'd be downgrading. No, I agree. I knew they were looking for. I think Miles Sanders is a stud, and I actually like Boston Scott quite a bit, too. It's going to be interesting. I mean, kind of like Leonard Fournette. Nobody really went in Fournette. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the league's catching up to the whole. Mm. Hey, I mean, again, last two drafts, like Clyde Edwards Hilaire was the first, you know, first running back taken. 32nd overall um last year there wasn't yeah. a running back taken i think josh was josh jacobs the first guy off the board last year yeah and it's into like mid 20s 24 yeah, or like, something think the league's catching up um and f- at least for cah a lot of what made him so valuable is his pass catching if he couldn't really yeah. catch the ball he there's probably no running back in the first round right yeah so, right it's kind right. of right i mean again like the chiefs like and they can if, afford if they, <laughs> the, the, the Chiefs can afford to take a quarter, you know, a, a running back there because they didn't really have a guy that was, I mean, Damian Williams could run him back, but he's obviously he opted out, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, I don't mind the Chiefs taking a, a running back there at that spot because they do have the fifth year option. If he holds out, whatever, you know, just don't pay him in five years. <laughs> yeah. Draft another one in five years. Mm-hmm. I mean, Definitely. it's just, it's, it's easy to do it, guys, but. Um, no, I mean, I, I think, I think my thing is, is, is the only thing I disagree with you on is I don't know if they're going to win. Like, I, what do you, when you said you think they'll win a few more games, like, what are you thinking they end up with Andy Dalton? Starting so I don't have the schedule up? right in front of me. Um, let me pull that out. The bad yeah. thing is, is I don't think it matters. Like the Giants just scored 30. Yeah. So I de- like, I mean, yeah, I definitely get that. And like, if you told me they don't win the division, I'm not going to be like up in arms or shocked or anything. I just think this division is so bad um, that they're going to have a shot. Um, yeah, and the only the only reason I don't think they do, and I'm not going to say I, I'm going to have to see Andy Dalton play a full week. Yeah, for sure. To, to, for before sure. I'm like, oh, they they still have a shot or they don't because we saw three series and two of them were terrible and one of them was good so you know obviously we need to see more sample size but this defense is going to give up 30 to 40 points every week it doesn't matter who they're playing i mean the giants just scored what was it 30 what was the final score 34 37 yeah i mean dad did throw the pick six but that's still right. like 24 points yeah so yeah. it's like if you're giving up 20 and the worst points, offense so in literally the, the worst offense in the league 30 seconds and again like andy dalton's going to turn the ball over too yeah he did that in Cincinnati. He throws, he throws picks. He fumbles the ball. That's going to be something we're going to have to continue to deal with. And the so, offense won't be as explosive either, so they're not going to be able to score enough right. points. So, so, I mean, I get so, your argument. I think so my at, argument is, is if they're giving up 30 to 40 and we don't think yeah. they're going to score 30 that much, it's like they could I, literally <laughs> win one or two more. Yeah. yeah. 
No, I completely get that argument. I think just looking right after schedule, I think they do have six for sure losses. I think they lose this week to Arizona. I think they lose one of the two games to Philly. I think they lose to Pittsburgh, Minnesota, Baltimore, uh, and San Francisco. And I want to be shocked if, if in December, if Joe Burrow is able to win a home game or if the Giants or Washington are able to score enough points or whatever. Like You make it a good argument. I wouldn't be shocked at all at this team. Right. Only wins two or three more games. I just think, unless Carson Wentz really like just flips a switch, I think the Cowboys are going to be in the thick of things until the end of the season. I think that I don't think the Giants are going to win enough games to really make it interesting. Uh-huh. Washington has a really, I really love their front seven, especially, and I, I, I like Antonio Gibson, but I mean, I just don't think they have enough firepower either. Not that, but like you, like like you said, anybody's going to score twenty or thirty points in this defense. You don't really need an elite offense. I just think they're going to be in the thick of things, and I think Andy Dalton. It's probably, I mean, we hate on Carson Wentz. I, I think you still kind of have to say he is the best quarterback in the division right now at that sideline. So, but you can argue that uh, Dalton's the second best quarterback in the division. If depending on how he plays, depending on what Wentz plays, maybe that switches or whatever. But you know, I think they're just going to be able to be in the thick of things. But that defense is so bad. The special teams has been so underwhelming that if you told me, hey, they only beat. Washington and then New York for the rest of the year, and they can't beat Philly either time. I want to be shocked. Like, yeah. I just don't know what to expect. I don't think they'll. I think they'll get boat raced on Monday night, right. and then we'll, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, we need another week to to figure it out before yes. we yeah. do any cemented cemented opinions. But uh, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, we'll we'll be back next week to talk about the. Uh, Hopefully the Cowboys win against the Cardinals, but they're gonna they're gonna have to get a lot better on defense and special teams in order to do that. Really but uh, we'll be uh, back next week to talk more Cowboys football. We are talking the star. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.